Hey, what's up, y'all? How y'all doing? <clears throat> Yo, this your boy, Eric G. Uh, I want to, like, thank y'all for tuning in tonight uh, to a, uh, a new series I want to do within my Random Thoughts with Eric G, uh, Season 6. Um, this season, I, I think I told a lot of people already that uh, I'm doing um, a five-part series, different series within in my season six um you have my regular show that's random thoughts with ag where i'll be doing like interviews and panels and i'm letting people take over my show it's gonna be like the real show um then from there i'm, I'm doing my uh, my local spotlight artist segment uh well series now it used to be a segment um i'm doing that where i'm interviewing different musicians from all over north carolina hopefully further out um, from there, I'm doing the, uh, the game night, which I got a chance to do, uh, earlier this week, uh, with, with some good people, good podcast friends. Um, uh, we did a finish the lyrics, something I did last season. I'm doing, I did it again for this season. Um, I'm doing the, uh, word to the wise, which was something I did on Facebook, but now I'm doing it in a, in a podcast form where I'll be, uh, reading, just giving advice and reading advice. Or start reading different stories and giving advice, um, and then, and then I'm doing this right here, which is called the truth. The truth is going to be a series I'm doing. It's not going to be as deep. Um, it's, 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 it's spread out as my regular stuff because it's it's mostly me. You know what I'm saying? It's just me getting back to the original version of the Random Thought series. Um, <clears throat> So I feel like this. I wanted this right to be more, more raw, more, more real to me than anything else because it's just me doing this by myself. You know what I'm saying? There's no gimmicks, no videos, not me trying to put on. <coughs> Excuse me. My wife just cut some pork chop and piece stuck in my damn throat. <laughs> anyway, but uh, it's it's just me and uh, the truth. Just me being my truth, living my truth, living stuff that I went through in my past that allowed me to move forward in my future. Um, so I'm ready to do this right here, man. I, I don't. Before I even get started, let me just say this right here, man. I just, I think I'm doing this series, this series right here, more for me, just just to let go of my past and reflection of my past and just move forward into something new in my future. Uh, it was kind of like therapy for me. And I keep saying, um, and oh, if y'all been fans of my show for a while, y'all know that I I have trouble speaking, like, by myself. Um, so I'm just really just uh, trying to get myself more comfortable in doing this. As I go, hopefully I get more comfortable. Uh, my wife is telling me that I cuss a lot in my show, so I'm just letting y'all know it's going to be a lot of cussing. <laughs> it's going to be a lot of cussing. Um. It's gonna be a lot of ums and oh and man and you know and you know because it's just what I say to calm myself down and allow myself to uh, to tell my story like I'm supposed to authentic- authentically. Um, I also speak fast, which I've been told I do um, during this podcast series, man, and podcast seasons with different people I met. I know I talk fast, but I'm really be going off. Um, but anyway. 
it's the truth. This was the truth. Uh, let's sit back. Get ready. I'm gonna tell you some real stories, or, and 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 hopefully y'all learn from it, or or and be entertained. All mess ups are gonna be in this show. All right. All right. Here we go. So, I don't know how I'm going to do this right here. I don't know how I'm going to um, label these with chapters and chapter one and all the little bullshit. I don't know. But I'm just going to go ahead and just do it. I'll just speak freely. Um, I don't even know what stories I want to do. I just know I got a lot of shit that's, that's been built up in my mind. And and I don't know like what story I'm going to do. And these are true stories. Not, not fake. It's nothing that, that I've seen happen to somebody else. Nothing that somebody told me. These are stuff that happened to my in my life, 100% to me. Some of the stories I might hide the names because I don't like telling people my business too much and telling these people these real people stories. Cause around me, um, like I said, I try to I'm gonna keep it as close as I can to the exact situation that happened, um, <laughs> and 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 just go from there. <clears throat> so. The reason I want to do this right here, man, I want to just go back from where I'm at right now. I am 34 years old. I'm married. I got two bonus sons, man. I don't like calling my stepsons, man. I call them my sons in real life. They 17 to 15. I've been married for two years. Been in a relationship for, what, seven? Seven going on eight years now. And um, I'm living in a nice middle middle class neighborhood and with, some, with an HOA <laughs> I'm doing all that shit now man and it was I got a good job um, well my things are good but it's, it's, it's a good job for my neighborhood I mean, for my community you know what I'm saying it's one of the, the best jobs you can have in my city um it's crazy man a lot of this shit man you would have told me this right 10 years ago I wouldn't believe it, you know what I'm saying? Um, it's just, it's just a testament to how, how much God can really do for you. And I feel like God has smiled His, his light on me. No, I'm not 100% happy in my life, but I am very, very content and very excited about the future. Um, <clears throat> to get to this point right here in my life, man, y'all, y'all gotta understand. I ain't. <laughs> it's amazing because I remember asking God for this stuff years ago. Asking God for a family. Asking God, um, I don't for a family for a better job and a way to make it out the hood and do this and the third and not have to struggle as much as I was. And I'm able at a place now where I can do that. I'm taking trips to Mexico and <laughs> you're doing shit like that, man. Going on planes and going to Miami and like, yo. To me, this is some shit I had never thought that could happen. You know what I'm saying? I wanted it to happen so much, but I never thought. So, let me take y'all back real quick, though. Let me take y'all back to who Eric G really really is, was, or how you want to say it. Um, I, I did this right here on my show a while back. Um, 
where I kind of talk about like my mental health stuff and all that. And this episode is not about mental health. Um, this is just like a brief background, real quick. Uh, you know, I'm born and raised in a small town of Henderson, North Carolina. I did a little quick uh, mini, like mini show for my boy Rod and Censor. Um, I did that right there, man. And I'm from Henderson. Um, I lived all over the hoods of Henderson, man. Henderson is like the like Henderson is like New York almost. You know what I'm saying? It broke up to different like New York got barrels or whatever, man. We just got different parts of Henderson. You know what I'm saying? And, and you got to say Henderson, not Henderson. Henderson. Anyway, so it's broken into different parts. So you have Flint Hill. Flint Hill is like the hood area, man. That's where, you know, niggas going to fight, niggas going to shoot. That's where you. That's where it goes down there. You know what I'm saying? That's where I'm born. That's where I was born into. I was born into, into Flint Hill. You know what I'm saying? Um, from Flint Hill, you got Mobile. Mobile is a neighborhood which... As I got older and lived there, it was more, more, more drug friendly. You know what I'm saying? You got, you got the old heads that live there in, in, in Mobile. You got a lot of, you got a lot of prostitutes. <laughs> you do got a lot of drugs. Uh, I seen, I seen a lot of, I seen drug busts, a lot of drug busts in Mobile. West End was the neighborhood I, I moved to after my mom died, uh, with my grandmother. West End was, uh, was the hood too. But West End was more low key, you know what I'm saying? So you had the suburbs that was like up top of the hill, but we lived at the bottom of the hill where all the hood shit went down. So we, I seen the drive-bys. West End's where I learned how to fight because shit, I got my ass with one damn time. Dude named, <laughs> dude named Antonio Perry beat my ass. And I was eight years old. He beat my ass on the porch for no fucking reason. But I got his ass back. But anyway, that's a whole nother story. <laughs> but I remember. I had to learn how to fight. You know, so I was light skinned, had a big box cut, had big teeth, man. I had to learn how to fight. But anyway, man, um, from there, man, I, you got you got West End. Well, so the back of West End was like stores. At the court, at the bottom of West End had this store called Zachary's Market, which is blue store that ran by Arabs. And it was near a cemetery. And I remember that. <laughs> I remember that, yo, every night, my grandmother, she had diabetes. So what she would do was she would ask me and my sister to walk to the store to get her something sweet. So me and my sister would walk would walk <laughs> out to the bottom of West End every other night, and it'd be nighttime. And this is about like the late 90s, early 2000s. Well, very much late 90s. We would walk to the store, and I remember that y'all would be terrified, man. I'd be terrified, but I had to be like strong for my little sister. And we would walk to the stores, and I remember that you'll have people walking behind us, man, and there was a lot of crack going on down there. A lot of people was doing drugs back then. And you'll walk through there, you'll see you will see people, you'll see people just standing in the middle of the road and they'll just they making their deals and stuff like that. And so we had to walk right past them. <clears throat> Excuse me, we had to walk right past them to the store to get my grandma something sweet. She'd give us like two dollars a piece. And you know, back then, two dollars like hitting the lotto, because we had like candies and cakes and chips and all that shit. And me and my little sister do little parties and shit with chips anyway. And I remember that one night, man, I was just taking my little sister to the store. And as we walking, man, I felt somebody behind us walking, right? So I'm looking at so when I walk, I had this thing where I look over at the shadows. And I could see his shadow behind us. And yo, I'm like, yo, so I just whispered my little sister, yo, stay close to me. Something happened, man. I'm like to fight. Mind you, I'm probably like no more than 19 years old. 
And now I'm thinking about why the hell was we walking to the store late night at like nine. I was nine. Some of us had been five. We walking late night to the store. Like, but this is a different time. Like at that time, they, they used to let us buy cigarettes at the store at like seven. So they didn't care. Like that day was a whole different time from the 90s. But I remember that I would walk to the store for my for my grandmother. All of a she had been five, maybe six. I was like nine, maybe ten. And I remember walking to the store, and I remember this guy behind us walking. And I'm like looking over his shadow, man. So I look at my little sister, I kind of grabbed her close, looked over the shadow again. And I don't know what this man said. Hey, look, man, ain't nobody looking at, ain't nobody gonna mess with y'all. Go ahead. Dude, the way my asshole got tightened, I almost damn started crying. I was scared as hell when he said that, man. I'm like, I look back, yes, sir, yes, sir. And I told my little sister, man, we hauled ass down the street to the stuff. Got the stuff. Love came back home. Oh, man. Then from there, you have you have North Henderson. North Henderson is where I never really stayed. But North Henderson is like, um, it's decent. It's still, it, it looks it looks old looking as hell if you go to it. Um, I can't best, I can't really describe it, man. It's just, it just, it was just different from, from what I was used to. Um... And then you have the suburbs, the suburbs with the country club section is, where everybody over there was more like the white folks who uh, who had money, big houses, all the other good shit, man. All right. So that pretty much describes where I'm from, you know what I'm saying? And um, I lived in different areas of, of Henderson over my lifetime. Um, like I said, through my story, I remember growing up, I, I'm, from, I'm from Flint Hill. Um, my mom, when my mom passed, I moved to West End with my grandmother. My grandmother passed. I moved my dad to uh, to Mobile and did all over that shit again as an adult. As an adult, I moved to West End and Flint Hill and back to Mobile. And it's just, it was just crazy, man. It's just crazy. All right, I'm rambling now. I'm rambling. All right. Back to a story. What story should I tell you? Okay. So everybody know one thing. His thing with me. The biggest story that I've been talking about through all the podcast shows that everybody knows me for is the crackhead taking the shit in my bathroom. Like, I'm going to go ahead and do a brief little run-through. If y'all haven't heard it, here you go. For the last damn time, i tell this damn story. It was, I was about 22 years old. I lived in... I, had, I had already had my first home. It was in Mobile. Um, <laughs> I went to the club one night with me and my family member. Me and my family member come back home, come to my house from the club. I didn't want them to leave, so they stayed the night in the living room. I had a one-bedroom house. I had this one-bedroom house. It was small, meant for just for me. But I had them stay in the living room. I stayed in my bedroom. I had my bathroom that was in my bedroom. The kitchen, and that's it, okay? So in the middle of the night, so we, we get home around 3.30 in the morning. I go in, I go, I go to bed. They stayed in the living room sleep. About 3.30 at night, okay? My house pitch black dark, pitch black dark. I wake up to my, my family member calling my name, asking me to wake up at around 6.30. So mind you, it's been three hours since I've been asleep. And I wake up, they call my name. I'm like, what, what the fuck you want? And I'm wiping my eyes, man. I get out of bed. I had this high bed, really, really tall bed. I walked in my bed. Nine pair of mind to what's going on in my room. I walk to the edge of the uh to the to the front to the door of my room. I'm like, what's up? What's up? So my family member was like, Hey, yo, is somebody in the room with you? And I'm thinking to myself, like, what the fuck is this motherfucker talking about? Ain't nobody, 
I ain't bring no girl home last night. Why the fuck somebody be in the room with me? Y'all like, what? No, no, ain't nobody in the room with me. So my family like, yo, are you sure? And soon as he said, are you sure? Some say, yo, Eric, back your ass up. I backed up. I looked in the bathroom. And it was this damn crackhead taking a shit in my damn toilet. He's literally sitting there taking a shit. And I'm trying the best way I can describe. I'm going to say the man's name, man. I don't know if he's dead or alive now, but the guy named Tony. Tony was about 4'11", 5 foot even, maybe. Maybe. He was really slim, older cat. Had been had to be maybe in his mid-50s. He looked 60, though. Um, really scrawny-ass dude. Big-ass head. Had a had a um, had a goatee. It was a great goatee. Uh, he always wore this this black jacket, this black like windbreaker jacket. And he had, and I remember he had a black shirt on, and um, he had a black shirt on, some blue jeans, and some black and brown uh, New Balances. And I remember he's sitting there taking a shit in my bathroom. Now, mind you, I've just seen Tony for years. I've been knowing. Who this dude is for years. You know what I'm saying? I know he had a brother that live a couple houses down from me named Ralph. God rest Ralph. I think Ralph was killed. I had a good brother named Ralph live a couple doors down from me. Ralph lived with this gay man who was um who died to Mr. James. Um but anyway, Ralph lived with Mr. Ralph lived with Mr. James. Uh, I think they was lovers, but I'm gonna get into that story. Um anyway, I knew Tony. I'd seen Tony Feldman. Matter of fact, what I, it was another situation where I came home while well, I was at home one day and Tony was sitting on the porch next door to me I leave to go to the store come back Tony found out that Tony had checked my doors to see was they open this right here was like prior to this whole taking a shit thing so Tony been watching me for a while okay Tony been watching me for a while my aunt came my aunt used to live across the street from me she came to my house and told me what happened I went to confront Tony he was like nah nah man I'm I'm good. I, I didn't mean to. I went to the wrong house. All right, whatever. Cool. So back to this story. I wake up. Tony's, Tony's literally sitting there taking a the shit. I, I spaz out, man. I'm losing my mind. My family member coming over to me. I'm like, what's going on? He see, we see Tony taking a shit. We contemplate to we beat Tony ass, who not kill Tony. But we still feel like this, we, we snatch him. He send me a shit. What's going to happen? Shit going to hit the floor. And I ain't got time to clean that up. <laughs> so like little man fuck it at the auction going back for about maybe two minutes I said fuck it I snatched Tony ass up I snatched him up my family member made him pull his damn pants up we didn't make this man white I'm going fast we snatched Tony ass up my family member just told him yo pull your pants up pull your fucking pants up nigga pull your pants up nigga so Tony pulled his pants up didn't get a chance to wipe his ass I know his ass is itching but he didn't get a chance to wipe his ass. So I'm grabbing Tony now. I grabbed Tony. I picked Tony ass on the toilet. My family member make him pull his pants up. We made him flush the toilet because you can smell the shit. You can start smelling the shit. So like, we ain't gonna, you're going to disrespect us and not flush this goddamn toilet. Um, so we pull him up, man. So he's standing in front of us. Mind you, we towering over this nigga. I'm 6'3". My family member's like 5'9". So we, we, and Tony, mind you, is like 4'11", 5 foot. Tony is so little. Tony comes to like my belly, my, my belly. I'm, and at the time I was, I was slim, but Tony comes to my stomach. And I remember I grabbed Tony, man. Cause I was about to fuck Tony ass up. I grabbed Tony, and as I was grabbing Tony, Tony was shaking so fucking hard, man. 
you can see whatever fucking drug he was on just rinsed out his goddamn system. And Tony was like, yo, I'm about to die. Like, he, he was shaking in my hands so fucking hard. And I mean, I mean, shaking. You ever seen a, you ever seen a dog when he, uh, <laughs> you ever watch, like, have a, like, watch a dog live outside, he get cold, he starts shaking? That's how bad Tony was shaking in my hand. And, and I'm like, man, what the fuck is going on, nigga? What the fuck you doing in my house? What the fuck you doing in my house, man? And he's like, ah, 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 ah. Tony's shaking so fucking bad. Mind you, when Tony got to my house, I knew Tony been breaking up my house for a while. Tony came to my house, took his jacket off, set it on my kitchen table, and went and did his business. So I'm like, I'm, so I'm, I'm like, man, fuck it. We ain't going to keep talking no more. I grabbed Tony. I said, you like, I said, I beat, I said I beat your ass. I'm just going to call the police because if I hit your ass, nigga, I'm going to kill you. I get Tony by his neck. I'm dragging Tony through the house. My family member took his jacket off the kitchen table, threw it on Tony, threw it on Tony's head. My family member's girl was in the living room because she's the one who even told everybody that someone was in the house. They would, they would make my, they would make my family member like call me. So she's amazed. I took Tony. I, I threw Tony through my my, my screen door. Um, <laughs> and, and, and y'all ain't from the country. Y'all don't know what a screen door is. A screen door. A screen door is a uh, it's a door before you get your actual wooden door. So it's like uh, it's just a door would have that has a screen on it. Okay, best way I can explain it. Um, I threw him through it, and mind you, my screen door was made out of wood. That's how old his house was. It was a wooden screen door that was handmade. Anyway, threw Tony through the screen door. He breaks the screen door. He falls on the ground. I, he gets up. He turns around and see his shitty ass on my porch. My family member like, yo, you better get the fuck up, man. What type of drug you on? You better get off that shit, nigga. Tony turns around and says, I ain't on no drug. What are you talking about? By then, I said, fuck it, man. I'm not even going to keep talking to you. I'm just going to say, fuck it. I'm going to let it go. I grabbed Tony, threw his shitty ass through my on my neighbor's porch. By then, everybody coming outside, man. It was a little small community in the hood. Everybody come outside. The crackheads, the drug dealer, my aunts, everybody come outside. The Mexican living across the street, all of them come outside. And they see this shit going down. I threw them on there, I call the police. The police come. The police uh, ask me questions. And they know, hold on. Did y'all want to believe that the police didn't fucking believe me? Like, all this happened. The police, I'm telling the police the story. They didn't believe none of this shit happened. They kept saying, are you sure that he broke in your house? Are you sure you didn't let him in? I'm like, no, I let a crackhead in my fucking house at 6.30 in the fucking morning. Oh, no, I'm just saying, uh, Mr. Green, like, like this, is a, this is really odd. Odd because Tony was 50-something years old, little as hell, broke in my big-ass house. I'm a big-ass dude, broke in my house. And it's odd because I called the police. I said, okay, hey, I should just, I should, should I just kill him? No, Mr. Green. No, Mr. Green. No, Mr. Green. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. It's, we, we take care of it. We take care of it. I'm losing my mind. I'm like, yo, this shit is crazy. Never had this shit happen to me before. They take Tony into custody, right? They arrest him. I got a picture of it. I put it on my Instagram. They put him into the backseat of the car. And uh, they take him on. Then me and my family members laughing, joking. My family members, they want to talk to the police because they're like, yo, they thugs. They don't want to they don't deal with the police. Well, apparently, I had to. Anyway. So I talked to me and my family were laughing, joking, and playing. And I actually like laughed about it. I'm like, it's crazy this shit happened. I was mad, but I'm calm down now. 
and the part that pissed me the fuck off the part that really pissed me the fuck off about this whole crackhead taking shit thing <clears throat> was that I had um I'll never forget this shit I was talking to this girl she had five kids I'll never forget this shit she had five kids and anyway, I'm talking to this girl and after all this shit happened I texted her like, look, I'm gonna come over to your house because I need to, uh, just need to talk to chill for a little bit, clear my mind. Now, we weren't serious. We were just, I was just talk so much. She talked to her while her man was in jail, but neither, neither here nor there. I gritted leave to come out the house, right? This is, had, had to be no more than like an hour later. I gritted leave to come out the house. I see the same police car coming back down the road. I don't think it was an hour, maybe 35, 40 minutes later. Anyway. I see the police car coming, that same police car that picked him up, picked Tony up, coming right back down the road, and they dropped this nigga off at his brother's house. Don't say shit to me. Don't wave. Don't look in my direction. They dropped him off and hold the fuck on. Dude, I went fucking crazy. I said, I cussed everybody the fuck out. I'm going off like, yo, I see him, I see him walking to the to his brother's house and I'm going to fuck us. I should go down there and beat his ass I should go down there and beat his ass and my family like yo, yo E you need to chill you don't need to do that and that time you don't gonna stupid I was gonna just say fuck it apparently you can do what the fuck you wanna do but this shit don't happen but anyway all this shit happened man I'm, I'm losing my mind I called my sister because I'm getting mad I actually got so mad no lie y'all I got so mad that I actually went blind and that was crazy to me like to be so pissed off that you can't fucking see and I, I remember I remember hearing old folks say that 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 I'm so pissed off I can't even see straight like that shit fucking happens my blood pressure got so fucking high I actually went blind for a good shit 10 to 15 minutes like couldn't see nothing nothing at all um, my sister came, got me. She calmed me down. She took me to the mas- to the to the Mastiff the office. I can't say the name. The sheriff's office. Fuck it. Took me to the sheriff's office. Um, we get to the sheriff's office. I went to the front desk to the to the Mastiff Mastiff whatever name oh, desk. And I'm going off now. I'm cussing this lady out. Mind you, I'm in this damn sheriff's office. I can't go to jail. I'm in this motherfucker going off, man. Like, why the fuck you let the dude out, man? This dude broke in my house, and all of a sudden you gonna let this motherfucker out? What the fuck y'all thinking? This motherfucker, sorry, not, I ain't gonna call her a motherfucker, because she tried. This lady says, excuse me, Mr. Green, I'm sorry, um, but we was told from the police that it was an accident. He, they, you know what I'm saying? He accidentally went to the wrong house. He was drunk, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, drunk? The motherfucker's high. The motherfucker's on crack. Oh my God, Mr. Green, I, I, we didn't know. Of course you don't fuck a dog. You dropped the bitch off. Dude, I'm sitting up going off. I'm losing my mind. I, I can't believe this shit is happening. I can't believe this shit is happening to me. So, Miss all this going off. She's like, I'm sorry. Whatever. And I'm going, I'm like, what if the motherfucker try to kill me? What if he tried to kill me? What if he was getting nervous? He took a shit and he had to kill me. And she was like, Mr. Green, just calm down, calm down. I said, you know what? Apparently, I need to take the, I need to take the law into my hands. If I see this motherfucker again, I'm going to kill his ass. I remember going off. And she was like, Mr. Green, please don't do that. Please don't do that. Don't do that. I said, I'm going to this fucking house. Mr. Green, you're going to jail, Mr. Green. No, I said, what the fuck does it matter? So my sister trying to calm me down. Everybody trying to calm me down. And I remember just, I was just so pissed off, man. 
And uh, my sister didn't put him in. I went in to go to the hospital because I actually went blind again. And my blood pressure was like shit through the fucking roof. Man. I think it was them like 200. And I just remember being so fucking pissed off, man, that I didn't kill this dude. Anyway, so that's the story of uh, the crackhead taking the shit in my house. If you really want to know the whole story, I changed the names in um, season, I think season two of my podcast, Run Thoughts Energy. Go to it, and it's, it's about the crackheads. Um, the crackhead. But it's, it's, it's in my uh, season, season two on, um, but you gotta go, this is my audio um, version. Um, but just go through it uh, on all platforms, you'll see it. But back to the stories. So back to the real story. So, like I said, I couldn't believe that I'm finally at a place of what I dreamed about having 10, 15 years ago. You know what I'm saying? A man that was homeless for a good minute. A man that, that nobody really fucked with. A man that nobody really cared about. I'm able to have my own. And I worked damn hard to get it. I sacrificed, I sacrificed a lot to get to this point. And having podcasts, having this podcast actually kind of helped me um, navigate those thoughts. Um, if I'm going back, I'm going to go back for real. I'm going I'm to go through the homeless part. I think that's what I should start with. Start with being homeless. Move to becoming a homeowner. Move to being in the hood. Well, I was always in the hood, but in the hood, hood. Move into the, the shootouts. Everything. I'm going to start to before how I got to where I'm at now. Okay? Part one is how I got from, <laughs> from homeless, as, as, as my teacher said in college, from, from, from homeless to homeowner. That's going to be this. That's the story. From homeless to homeowner. Shout out to Miss uh, Miss Burt, uh, my college professor. From homeless to homeowner. That's going to start this. The truth. All right, all right, all right. Here we go. So my first chance of being homeless was... um. Was back in uh 2009, 10? 9, 9, 9 was my first chance to be homeless. Um, and this right here is no dig at my dad, man, because I love my dad to death. So at the high school, at the high school, I was trying to figure out my life, man, and I was really going through a hard time. You know, what I'm saying I didn't go to college. Um, I wanted to go to college, I did, and I, I just, I felt lazy. And I didn't know how to apply myself, you know what I'm saying? And I didn't know there was scholarships that I could have got. Cause I was smart as shit in school. Very smart in school. You know what I'm saying? It took me a while to get to that damn point. My dad made sure I was smart in school. He didn't play that damn bad grade shit. But I was smart in school. And I did, I got a chance. I just got to offer a scholarship to a couple a couple schools, man. But it wasn't in my head enough money for me to go. I got over to this private school. I went to USC Chapel Hills when I got into. I wanted to go there, but never had a scholarship for that. Um, this place called Ferrum College was in South uh, Virginia. I got offered a scholarship for there. I got offered a scholarship to Central University. Was in North Carolina. Um, was in North Carolina. Um, I didn't get enough. I didn't get enough money for scholarship, and um, and I didn't know how to do 
I was told I can do the uh, what was the work the workforce type thing. And I'm like, man, I didn't want to do that because I was already a, a cook in high school. I'm like, I don't see myself flipping burgers to make enough money to pay for college. Um, so after high school, I was kind of like struggling trying to figure what I'm doing my life. I did um, originally enlisted into the Navy at the end in high school in my 12th grade year. I enlisted to go to the Navy. I signed up to go to the Navy because that's my dad. My dad went to the Navy, and um, I said, "Fuck, I'm gonna go to the Navy." Uh, I remember the first time I talked to the people in the Navy, they told me I weighed too much, I, I, was too, I was too heavy, I had to lose lose 20 pounds, 20 pounds to come into the Navy, um, which I said, fuck it, I don't want to go there. You know, working at this place uh, down the street from my dad's house, maybe about a good 5-10 minute walk, I said, what, 10-15 minutes walk from my dad's house called Pacific Coast Feathers, where I made um, pillows, actual pillows. I made that my my stepmom. Um, she was able to get me on, but she got me on there. But she also didn't get me on there because I kind of had to do like a, some talking. Like my talk game was kind of good. Anyway, I got on there. And I was working, and I was I was working myself up to enough for for me to stop walking back and forth to to work. So I bought me a little Jeep, a little Jeep Cherokee, 1990 Jeep Cherokee, gray, smoke gray, with some like like like. Uh, silver purple tinted windows on it. Anyway, piece of shit ass car. I call it Christine. And a minus fucking off. Anyway, all that was happening. Now, what I'm gonna say is this right here is, and it's no shot of my dad. My dad did the best he can, but we just didn't have a great father son relationship at the time. We have the perfect relationship now, honey. The relationship me and my dad got now is perfect. I wish we had this back then. But anyway, we're back then. Raising sons now, I get it. Raising two sons, I get it. Two teenage boys, I get it. It is not easy. It is not easy raising teenage boys. Especially being a man and you trying to do right like by them and you trying your best and like sometimes they catch they catch these little attitudes and shit and you like, man, I'd knock your damn head between the washer and dryer, motherfucker. You don't understand. But back then, I get it. Me and my dad didn't get along. You know what I'm saying? We didn't get along. And I felt like back then I felt like yo, no matter what the fuck I did, my dad's gonna he gonna, he gonna talk some shit about it, man. I'm fucking tired of the shit, man. I'm fucking tired. And um, you know, back then I didn't really have nowhere to go. I had a lot of situations where where people who was my family basically uh, not turn their back on me, but basically just try their best to break me down mentally. You know what I'm saying? Because you mind you, I, I lost everybody young. So when I when I was getting a chance to latch on to people that I was cool with those in my family, not saying anything bad about them, but some of them just like, look, you only here for a limited time. You know what I'm saying? You only gonna be here for a limited time. So we're gonna be nice to you for a little bit, but you stay too long, you gotta get the fuck out. You know what I'm saying? We we don't really want you around. I felt that way, and I was told by a couple family members that look, nigga, we don't fuck, we want your little ass around you. Get the fuck out. And I remember, I just remember, I just felt so alone back then. And uh, like I said, plus dad, I'm trying to figure out this working situation. I didn't go to college. I'm still standing home with my dad. I'm 18, but about 19 now. Um, trying to figure out what I'm gonna do. And I just felt me and my dad won't get along like that. He had a curfew for me to come home every night. I'm like, damn, I'm trying to have fun. I can't do nothing. I really didn't do nothing at all, baby. I just worked and came home. I worked and came home. Um, had a situation where um, me and my dad got into it, and I had um, I said, fuck it. He, he told me if I don't like his rules, I can leave. And I remember as he was telling me that, I was taking that goddamn key ring, the key off the ring. 
Fuck it. I'm gone. I'm out of here. Pack my little Jeep up with my shit, and I'm gone. <laughs> and I jumped my ass in my damn little Jeep, not knowing where the fuck I'm going to go. And I remember I was so damn depressed, man. I was so fucking depressed back then. And I was like, where the fuck I'm going to go? And I always talked to one of my cousins. So I'm like, look, I'm coming over. I'm staying at your house. My cousin's mom was like, you can stay for a little bit. You know, so to get yourself together until you calm down from your dad. You know, so you can stay over here. And I knew that if I stayed there, she was going to, like, make me go back home and talk to my dad and work it out with my dad. I already knew that. I just needed to get away for a while. I didn't know where the fuck I'm going to go. Um, I ended up going to my sister's. Stay at my sister now. My sister, my sister, my sister, I love her to death. My, one of my older sisters. She moved back into a neighborhood that I'm from. Me and my sister got different dads. I'm sorry, so I apologize, different moms. So I moved my mom's, my mom's mom, who was my grandmother in West End, which I told y'all about earlier, in West End. So I knew the neighborhood. I knew how hard West End is. My sister was from Mobile, so she's more of like, the, from like <laughs> that kind of area over there, like I told you earlier. So it's two different areas. My sister wasn't used to the hood shit that was in West End. So she, I told her before she moved the house, her and her husband, like, look, don't move there. It's going to be, it's not a good neighborhood. And she moved right across the street where my grandmother used to live at. And Okay. So I went to her, and I'm breaking down. I'm losing my mind. I'm, I'm panicking. And I was like, yo, I need to figure, I need to figure where to go. I, I got to figure what to do. And she was like, you know what? Look, just stay here. You can stay here for a while to get yourself together. Okay. I stayed with my, I said, okay, cool, thank God, I'm staying with her, I'm staying with her. So, I, she gave me her, um, her guest room she had, and, <laughs> Lord Jesus, goddamn room, she gave me this guest room she had, and I stayed there, man, I love my sister for the most part, you know what I'm saying, um, she tried her best, but my sister was one of the women who, who her husband told she didn't have to work, she like, by damn it, I ain't fucking working. But look, my sister, me and my sister, we, we, we can only live together for a certain amount of time before we get into it like me and my dad because my sister is a reflection of my dad and I remember just standing there man we was getting into it we get into it rarely I was quiet at the time the first time I'm like yo I'm, I'm I'm on your whim I can't say nothing it is what it is um, so I stayed in the guest room and I stayed in the guest room for a while <laughs> and, and, and in the guest room it was the first when you walk into the house well how it was we lived in West End we lived where, where I, my grandma used to stay on was this dirt road at the bottom of the dirt road is this one house. That's the house my sister moved into. And we stayed there. And then you walk into the house, you had the living room, the guest room, the middle room, which was my niece. And then their room was the big room in the back. They had their own walk-in closet. And it really wasn't quite a walk-in closet, but it was like another small room. Anyway, I stayed in the guest room. It was in the front of the house. Uh, I lived there for about a minute. And at that time, man, I was trying to get my focus. My mind was like, I can't stay this shit forever, man. And then by then, the neighborhood we that the neighborhood that we was in now had got worse. Um, it was taken over by the Bloods, man. The Bloods took that neighborhood over, so it wasn't like as as laid back as it was when I was a kid. You know what I'm saying? So the Bloods took the neighborhood over. So it was always like people fighting and shooting, and, and you had the Crips versus the Bloods going on, and all this shit going on in the neighborhood. And I remember that it wasn't a good place for my niece to stay. And I was like, yo, I, I tried to protect her and make sure she was good. Um, while staying there, man, we kept getting our shit turned off, man. And I was like, yo, I'm paying all this damn money. 
and the water getting turned the fuck off, man. And I'm in the water got turned off a couple times, man. I'm like, shit. And then I remember that um we didn't have cable and that got turned off, man. But it was it was it was still like, right, man. You know, I was, I learned how to become a writer because of that. Um, I just write stories to keep my mind occupied. Um, and I remember just saying that, man. I told my sister, man, I, I got I'm gonna figure out my life one day. Cause I can't go back home to my dad. I can't go back. I can't. I told my dad when I leave, I'm not coming back no more. And I'm promised, and that was a promise I made to myself. I'm not going back once I leave. And I came back one time, but let's let's hold another story too. But anyway, I um we stayed there for a little bit, man. I remember that that the first time this shit happened, the first time we got put out the house, um, was behind on behind on rent. Mind you, I won't make it no more than like seven dollars an hour working at my job. Seven twenty-five an hour um, working at my job. So I didn't have much to help with the rent. I tried my best. Um, my, my my sister's husband, he had a job at the same place I worked. So we and mind you, we and I look back on it now, we was young as shit. I'm like nineteen. What turned? I'm on nineteen. He had to be like 26, 27. My sister's like 27, 28. So we was young. And um. We was all so we try to figure out the shit. So I remember that um got behind on the on, on the rent, and they came and put our ass out. We didn't put our ass. They they told us we had to leave on a certain day. So we we they, and that day came. They came and put that damn padlock on that motherfucker. So you get you get whatever the fuck you want to grab. And get the fuck out. And I was like, yo, shit, what the fuck I'm gonna do now? Like, 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 what the fuck I'm gonna do now? The place I'm going to to for to get away, it's, I, I I can't go there. We we put the fuck out. Where where are we gonna do? And I remember that um we had a friend that stayed in the apartments. Um, we talked. I, I was cool with them, so I had them staying in my friend's house in the apartments. My sister, she going to she was going back and forth to my friend house and to between from our friend house to uh, one of my cousin's house, and her husband went down to his friend's house. I told, but they was, I knew that my sister can go back to my dad's. So I couldn't at the time. And I just remember that, yo, I felt alone, man. I'm like, damn, you put out, man. I'm staying in these damn apartments with these people. Like, there's a white, there's a white, like, family, like, not even like a family, a white dude. And I thought it was cool. And I'm like, I'm staying in these damn apartments, man. We're not even supposed to be in this motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Because they, they do checks over there. So I remember just staying over there. I remember I was flirting with these damn girls over there and all this shit, trying to get like somebody to help take me out and shit. And I remember I had my little Jeep and I just had my shit in the back of the Jeep. And I remember that um, at that time, that's when ran that time. When I said I was in my depression, it was starting to hit hard. And I remember I would go to the park. And I got off of work. I worked like first time, first shift, and I went to third. I remember I went to the park, man. I just sat in the park one day and I was just contemplating just eating this shit, man. Right in the first time. Okay? But I didn't. I didn't. I took my ass. During that first time, I took my ass to the damn back to the Navy recruiting office. <laughs> and this time, by this time, I had lost a lot of weight. Like I said, I had lost a lot of weight. I was in good shape, man. And I went to the Navy recruiting office. And they was happy to see me. They were telling me how much money I was going to get to go to the Navy. I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. And then they were like, yo, take the ASVAB. I took the ASVAB, and I didn't pass that bitch. I said, damn. 
these motherfuckers gave me the, they wanted me to go they gave me the answers to the goddamn ass valve I mean they gave me a booklet with all the fucking answers and they like come back in a month and take the ass valve again oh my god y'all let me tell you how broken how broken it is I was so damn low I can take that shit as an opportunity I'm like I didn't see that shit as an opportunity to get out I seen that shit as man it's another failure in my life what the fuck I'm gonna do so I said, fuck it, man. Fuck it, man. I ain't going back to that shit, man. I ain't gonna I ain't gonna go back to no damn baby. I don't wanna go in the fucking way. Fuck it. So anyway, we was on that we was out for maybe like a week or so. My sister ended up getting us back into the house. We moved back into the house. Everything peaches and cream. You know what I'm saying? We, we stand there for a minute, it's cool. Um while I stand there, man, my sister had uh, her brother in law come stay. And this nigga was a full blown crackhead. And he, he got out of prison. He stayed there before he went to prison, man. He got out of prison, came back. And this nigga, when I say this nigga, tried his best to rob us every chance he could, he did. I used to lock my room at night. This motherfucker, I have bring sodas and all this shit in my room. He'll break in my damn room, steal my sodas out and all that shit. Yo, and then I remember that, um, he broke in my room, stole my sodas. I remember we had this one little, this little kid that my sister um, knew. My sister knew the, knew the kid. Knew the kid's sister, and he, the little boy from Africa. He wasn't a kid. He probably maybe like I'm 19, so he had to been shit. He had to been maybe like 16, 16, 15, 16. He came down. He came to stay with us so he can catch the the he could take the train to go see his sister. Um, he stayed with us, and the crackhead dude conned his ass. He stole a damn bracelet, of, a sterling silver bracelet out of my room. And he told the little boy, the little boy had a, a solid gold ring that his dad gave him. Um, he told the boy that, look, I'm going to take your ring to go get it clean. Until then, hold my bracelet. He said, hold my bracelet. It was, was my, silver, my silver bracelet until I get back. So, his name was Man. Man never came to fuck back. He never came to fuck back. And I remember coming home from work, and I seen this dude outside with other kids. Playing like a motherfucker with my damn bracelet on. And I'm like, I know goddamn where this nigga ain't steal my damn bracelet. I go in the house and raise the hair with my sister. She's like, what's up? What's up? How you know it's your bracelet? I go out there, I grab the dude's hand. So let me see your bracelet. There's a pin in that I had that, that my bracelet broke. I put a pin in it to fix it. And I can feel the pin. I'm like, what happened? What happened? Why you get my bracelet? He's scared as shit. He's like, well, Mr. Man told me that he was going to. Hold on, let me say this real quick. I'm rambling. The kid was from Africa. He was from Africa. And he had his accent. I can't remember. I wish I remember who, what his name was. And he had an accent. He was like, hey, so Mr. Men gave me the Mr. Men gave me the bracelet in exchange for my gold ring. He said he's gonna take my gold ring and get it get it clean for me. And when he said that shit, my heart felt to my shoe. Cause I knew that he would never see that damn ring again. And he was like, Mr. Men gonna come back, right? Mr. Man coming back, right? I'm like, oh man, he's not. He's not. And I felt so bad. And I told him, man, let's just keep that bracelet. Keep that bracelet. Man, they come back for another week and a half, man. He was high as shit, man. He took that motherfucker straight to the crack house. Anyway, man, man, I'm getting kicked the fuck out. We get him kicking man as the fuck out. After man got kicked out, man stole the rent money. He stole out their rent money. And guess what the fuck happened? We got put the fuck out again. 
and this damn time, man, we got put out, man. We couldn't. I couldn't go to my friend's house in the um. I couldn't go to my friend's house in the apartments no more. So what I did was I um we went to the Days Inn, room two sixty six, um in the Days Inn, and I remember that we 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 were trying to be like we tried to hide the shit. So my sister we we told my we during the summertime. So my sister had her kids over at her mom's house. So we told them that it was down, that we were just there for a vacation. So when the kids come over, we get into the pool of the days in and shit, made it like it was fun. But I never stayed there. I would just go. I, I, by then, I started working two jobs. I had a, a night job and a job during the daytime. And I was like, yo, I was grinding my ass. I was working so fucking hard, yo. Dude, I even see, I even saw Avon at one point in time, trying to make some money and get myself on my feet. Um, we didn't get put out. By then, I made, I made enough money for us to get put back into the house. It was out for maybe two or three weeks. I made enough money for, for, for us to get put back in the house. Um, we go back. And by this time, man, my sister's husband gets sick and he can't work. So now you're really assed out. We don't have no water. We don't have no cable. We just have lights and occasional food. I just remember working in a restaurant. I, had, I took a restaurant job so I can eat. I just remember taking a restaurant job so I could eat and have money. My, my third shift job went to uh, help with the bills. Well, the bills. Help with the, help with the rent. And uh, my first shift job went to me just eating and um, having the money so I could just get gas. Mind you, again, I was low. I was low in my mind. We went from there. We're about to get put out again. And this time, we're like, look, we're going to change our life. We're going to have a new start. We're going to have a fresh start at life. Me and, my, me and my sister and my brother-in-law all agree we're going to have a fresh start at life. So we moved to uh, moved to Flint Hill. <laughs> well, a beautiful house in Flint Hill, though. We moved to this nice big house in Flint Hill. Still the hood, y'all. Still the hood. Don't get confused. But it was this beautiful house in Flint Hill. Top of Flint Hill. And um, we're going to start a new life, man. And then I went, I went to college. I went back into, I went to college. Ended up going to college, community college, to study um, welding. And things were starting to look up, y'all. It was starting to look up for me. I'm staying with them, everything was cool. Um, then like four months later, my brother-in-law randomly died. Unexpectedly, just died. This shit started all over again. What the fuck we gonna do? And I just remember just like, yo, shit. Yo, shit, man. Damn, what the fuck I'm gonna do? And mind you, man, this time for me, man, my shit is going crazy. I ain't got money like talk. I've been pulled every goddamn day. I was getting, every other week I was getting pulled over from the police about my damn tags on my car. I didn't have insurance. Yo, I got pulled over so many fucking times, man. I knew everybody at the fucking courthouse. I walked in the courthouse and the damn um, bailiff who came, who, who took your damn, um, who took your damn, you do the check-in. You walk through like the metal detector shit. She like, Mr. Green, you back again? Yes, Gladys, I'm here. All right, Mr. Green, see you later. And I just go do my thing, coming back out, had to do it over again another month. And I was like, yo, I'm back, to, I'm back to trying to figure out how to make ends meet again. Oh, shit, man. This time I had my sister trying to figure it out with me. And um, 
I keep telling myself, man, I can't do this. There's more to life than this. There's more to life. It's more than life. I pray that one day I can make it. It's more than life. I'm 20 years old now. What I'm going to do? And I just remember, I'm like, yo, fuck it. I remember. I got the answers to the ASVAB. I'm going to go back to the Navy. <laughs> I'm going to go back to the fucking Navy. And they're going to take me this damn time. And I'm going to go this time. I, I gave it up twice. I'm going back this third time. And I'm going to go through with it. Going to the Navy. Life is too fucking hard. I gotta go. I gotta go. Y'all, I get my ass back to the Navy recruiting office. I get my ass back to the Navy recruiting office. And them motherfuckers done moved. Dude, they moved. They was not in the same building. They not in this damn city. They moved to a whole nother fucking city. They moved a whole fucking office to another fucking city, y'all. And I was like, yo. What the fuck gonna happen now? What the fuck can I do now? I'm stuck. I'm stuck. I'm stuck. I can't afford to go to... I'm working two jobs. I'm going to college. I'm fucking stuck. What the fuck I'm gonna do with my life? What the fuck is gonna happen? And I just remember I broke down again. I remember I cried so fucking hard, y'all. I never had this show to be depressing like that. This not even what this, this series is about. But it just like I had to go through the I had to go through the bullshit. I'm throwing that bullshit out first. I just remember crying so fucking hard, y'all. I cried so goddamn hard. I told him, like, yo, man, I gotta get my shit together. Uh, <laughs> and that's when I told my sister, like, look, if we gotta move again, I'm moving on my own. And I always said I wanted to, man. I kept getting locked down where I couldn't. I had to tell myself, I said, if I move again, we move again. We can't afford this big house. If I move again, I'm moving on my own. We end up moving again. She moved to her, she found a new boyfriend. Like a while after my, my brother-in-law died. She found a boyfriend. She ended up living in an apartment in the projects near him. I said, fuck it. I had to stay with her till I get on my feet, till I find something. I ended up finding different apartments and all this other shit. My dad told me about this house uh, that was in Mobile. I said, fuck it. Uh, let me check it out. That's why I got to this. I went to I went to this. Uh, he talking about the guy who owned the house. It was this older white man. This older white man and him and his wife. I remember I went there that 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 afternoon to talk to them. When I finally got a day off from work from both of my jobs, and I dropped I had dropped out of college. I went there to go talk to him. The first time I went to go talk to him, he never opened the door for me. Man, I looked rough as hell. Man, I was you can tell I looked like I'm from the hood. Man. I didn't have a haircut. I was raggedy as hell, man. All that shit. And mind you, I was going through my pretty boy stage at the same time. I was still talking to girls and all this shit. But this day, I was a little fucking rough. I went and got me a haircut. The last little $20 I had, I got me a haircut. I came back. They they woke me in. I'm 20 years old. They woke me in the house. And um, him and his wife sat me down. Real nice couple. Sat me down. And it was like, yo, it's a one-bedroom house. Can you pay for the Can you pay the rent? I'm like, I could try. Um... Go check it out. I go to this house, y'all. And it's the most random looking house ever. It's one bedroom. Like I said, it had the wooden doors. I remember that you could all walk through the side of the door. It had this wooden porch. Went to the side porch. You could walk through the damn door. I walked through the damn door, man. It was dark. And you could smell like the old like must in the house. And I was just been looking around, man. The house was like just bright. 
aqua green color. And there was holes in the walls. There was this big wooden door I seen in the front of me, which I thought was going to lead me to the bathroom, but it actually led me to the bedroom. And it was pink in there, Pepto-Bismol pink. And I said, man, fuck this, man. But then I told myself, look, it's either this or nothing. or going back. So I went and told the guy, yes. He, I said, can you fix it up for me? And he agreed to fix it up for me. And um, he fixed it up for me. Remember, he painted the floors. He painted the floor. He painted over the top of the floor a burgundy color. He painted all the walls, fixed the holes in the walls, white. The outline trim was um, burgundy. He fixed the living room for me. He fixed the bathroom up for me. He actually fixed it up for me and helped me out a lot. And to this day, I'm grateful because I still got the house. But I'm and moved on. And I remember that um I lived in there for a while, man. I remember I just remember sitting there that one night and it was quiet, man. My first night in the house was so fucking quiet. I had the friendship that my brother in law had that my sister didn't want no more. I had it. I had it in the house. I laid on the couch. I didn't have a bed. Didn't have TV. Didn't have cable. I just had a radio in my chair. I laid on. I laid on my chair in the pitch black dark. For the first time, y'all, I was. I was scared, but I was like at peace. It was so quiet. It was all good for the first time in my life. I felt like I did something right. I got my own home. And I'm sitting here. Until I got a knock at the door. And it was the first crackhead I ever met. Mike. Alright y'all man. That's the end of this story right here man. This is the end of the truth man. I appreciate y'all checking this out. And this your boy Eric G man. Check out this story man. I got many more coming up man. And I say man a lot. I got many more coming up. Please check out... Uh, all my other series, Random Thoughts with Eric G, the podcast. Check out um, The Game Night. Check out uh, uh, Local Spotlight Artists. Also check out uh, this my other series I got coming up called Words to the Wise, because I'm bringing on two podcasters with me every night. Call in. You can call into it. Leave your own advice. Say what you want to say. Everything. Um, I got new episodes of all my shows coming up every week. Um, stay tuned. It's going to be on Spotify. It's going to be on YouTube. It's going to be on Facebook. It's going to be on TikTok. It's going to be on and, um, Pandora and all those other platforms. And I got a new episode that's ready coming up probably another week or so. And uh, <laughs> y'all, hope y'all enjoyed it. Enjoyed it. Enjoyed it. And uh, y'all, check y'all again, man. And like I always say, God bless you. Peace.